0: need a nap yet
1: no i feel very awake Do you? of course i've had about eight or ten cups of coffee since i got up this morning
0: coffee makes the heart grow fonder yeah that's not the that's same that's not the no. same
1: but anyway good good morning <laughs> good afternoon good evening to whoever might be listening at whatever time of the day wherever you
0: may be coffee makes the heart beat faster that is that is good hi everybody welcome to the 23 podcast michael Pupp is here
1: and father herb weber and he's talking about Am I ready for a nap? Because we were both up rather early this morning.
0: Yes. It was a great morning, though.
1: It was very good. I was uh, at the building a little before 6 uh, to make sure everything was unlocked.
0: They have no idea why. Oh, they, there was a breakfast here this morning.
1: There this was. This is a Tuesday morning, uh, December 4th, as we talk to you.
0: Yes. As the crow flies. That's not how that nah, saying goes the, either. Well, you've <laughs> got all kinds of mixed metaphors or
1: mixed <laughs> sayings today. I'll
0: just keep it. It'll be a theme. Okay.
1: Anyway, so uh, it's called the Business Networking... The Catholic
0: Business Network, Network something. Bre- breakfast. I know there's breakfast in the title. And we, we started with uh, a,
1: a little opening prayer, which was not a whole lot more than grace for the food. Done by... Moi. You. And then we had breakfast, a good full breakfast. Yeah and about 140 150 people here i don't know i didn't count
0: many of our parishioners too which was exciting but i also enjoyed seeing a lot of people coming in and people were um really just very complimentary of how beautiful the new church was even though the event was down in the parish life center uh, they were appreciative of the facilities so sure it was a good morning
1: it was very good morning good good speaker and that's where we are now but uh I went to bed early last night because I knew I'd get up early this morning.
0: See, I'd, I usually plan ahead, but then, you know, the, the nightlife in Waterville just captivates me. Uh, right, okay. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, this is Tuesday of a very exciting week. I love I love this week. Today is the Feast of St. Barbara, which I'm going to talk about in a minute. Okay. Thursday's the Feast of St. Nicholas.
0: Aww. Be sure to
1: put your shoes out the night before.
0: Great stuff. I'm going to have to pick which shoe I want to put out. You always find, the strategy is find the largest shoe possible. Exactly.
1: Now we used to put out uh, stockings. Oh, really? So we would find the biggest sock we could find.
0: St. Nicholas did not do shoes at my, he did shoes at my school, but at our home, he always just put candy canes on the tree, which was very festive. Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you a candy cane story someday, but not right now. Okay, Well save that for next week. Okay, and
1: and then, uh, of course, uh, Saturday is the Feast of Immaculate Conception of Mary, which means there's a Friday evening mass Yeah,
0: and Saturday morning. You know what they say, a candy cane per day keeps the doctor away. You are full yeah. of really,
1: you've been just, I bet you, this happens when you stay up too late this and is, get up too early. It's
0: lack of sleep. Really? Okay, next time we will send
1: you home. Get some sleep.
0: So we have the Immaculate Conception on okay. Saturday. Saturday.
1: Now let's back up. The Feast of St. Barbara. I never knew this before.
0: I don't know who St. Barbara is.
1: Well, she was a martyr from about the 4th century. Okay. Her father locked her up in a tower. Now, doesn't that almost sound like a fairy tale?
0: That's Rapunzel. <laughs> it was almost Although, along the same line. I think line. Rapunzel was her evil mother. Stepmother yeah. or mother? Oh, yeah. I don't know. I, I think down. it was her stepmother. No, oh, yeah.
1: Let, let down your hair.
0: Yes, but it was her stepmother.
1: Anyway, the story with Barbara. Barbara was locked up, but during that time, Uh when when the father was gone, she became a Christian from paganism. In the tower? Yep. A priest came in, so (laughs) I don't... He (laughs) climbed up her hair. I don't know. We're mixing stories. Wow. But anyway, and then, of course, when the guy came back, the dad came back, he was very angry with her and had her tortured and all, all this. So she was put back in the tower, this time more imprisoned than before. But somehow her dress snagged on a a little piece of branch. Okay. So all that she had for company was this branch, and she put it in water because she was allowed some water to drink, Uh and it bloomed. So the tradition, according to the German tradition, I I read this this morning at about 5 o'clock a.m. Wow. The the tradition, according to Germanic thought, was on the Feast of St. Barbara, Uh December 4th, you're supposed to go out now in the United States. It has um, been uh, morphed into a forsythia, so you take off a piece of a forsythia from your from your bush. Okay, you bring it in, put it in water, and it's supposed to bloom in time for Christmas. Does this does this happen? I don't know. I never tried it before. I'm going to before the day's over. Yeah, but it's that. It's, Do you have one? I don't have a Forsythia, but we have some here at the church. Oh, shh, don't tell anybody. No, we have some at the church. Okay, don't tell the pastor. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> so I'll just take one little branch. Nobody's going to know. I'll take it from the the uh, the bush way back there on the other side of the parking lot. You know
0: who's going to know? Everybody. This is everybody that's listening. Both of them. Okay.
1: <laughs> uh, so anyway, that's the feast of Saint Barbara. That's good.
0: I learned something new but today. It, but it's
1: re- I used it in my homily because it talked about the shoots shall sprout you know, from prophet Isaiah and the whole idea of sprouting, Mm. even though it's already been cut off, it's like a sign of new life and
0: vitality. I will say, you know, now that we're in Advent, something just felt really beautiful about our weekend celebrations for the first Sunday of Advent. You know, we're not that ordinary time is not a real season because it is, but Advent feels like, okay, now we're, now we're hitting the good stuff. We're in the meat well, and the potatoes. A- Advent
1: is a great time. Yeah. Unfortunately, it always seems to get lost, but it is a great time.
0: It is. It is. So uh, this weekend is the second Sunday of Advent already. We are just cruising.
1: Yep. And how many Sundays are there?
0: There, are, there are, I know this one. There are four.
1: I asked the kids that for Children's liturgy of the Word. They were pretty good this year. This I li-
0: What week. I like, one of the things I like about um, having three cameras in the church is that we get some of the facial responses from the kids when they come up to talk to you. That's fun. Well,
1: about a week ago, I asked something. It was Feast of Christ the King, and I asked something about a king or a queen. Yeah. And this one little girl just started talking on and on and on and on and on. <laughs> and know. somebody asked me afterwards, what was she talking about? Well, she was saying that she got a new dress.
0: It's a important. New,
1: a new dress for her that she could use for her birthday, Uh but also for Christmas. And she was very excited about that. So I don't want to, you know, mess up a a little child's enthusiasm or excitement, even though it had nothing to do with the Feast of Christ the (laughs) King.
0: Yeah, you don't want to be the guy that makes the little girl be quiet. That's not very nice. While while 900 people are intently trying to listen to what she's saying.
1: Well, and i that's why I just said something. Yeah, I'm sure you can tell the rest of the story to your leader once you guys leave.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Always redirecting.
1: All righty. Let's talk about the gospel. Uh, this is the year of Luke. We started last week with Luke talking about the second coming of Jesus. Mm-hmm. This week we go
0: historically to Luke chapter 3. So we're now on the other end of Luke's gospel. Yeah.
1: Well, actually, it's interesting. It's chapter 3. Chapters 1 and 2 are the infancy, infancy story of Jesus. Which we'll get in a little while. Right. But this is Jesus coming as an adult. So this is all about John the Baptist hmm. uh, proclaiming that the, the the one is coming, uh, so prepare the way of the Lord. And mm-hmm. remember that same famous phrase, prepare the way of the Lord, from Godspell. The I was
0: just thinking of Godspell. Yeah. Honestly, I was. Really? uh uh-huh. well you, I'm sure you're honest with well, me. Well, they just did the live version last year on one of the major networks. They did the live. You know, no, they, they, they did Jesus Christ Superstar. Was it Jesus Christ Superstar? Live, yes. It wasn't Godspell? You're they're, right, it was. They
1: are very, very different.
0: Well, they're both about... Hey, people out there, yeah. <laughs> now you know what I have to put up with. I should be a musician or something and get my act together. <laughs> and go
1: on the road. All righty. <laughs> okay, now the first part of this is the part that I want to read. And then when it, then you get to read the good part, okay. I'm going to I'm going to do the hard part, okay. With all these incredible names, I'll let you do it. But the background is this is an account of the powers that be. Yeah, it's really kind of talking about Jesus coming as the
0: the alternate power. This is the part where it's very easy pe- for people just to kind of tune out. Very much so. That's why I'm going to read it. <laughs> so they're,
1: they're used to it yeah <laughs> in the 15th year of the reign of tiberius caesar when pontius pilate was governor of judea and herod was tetrarch of galilee and his brother philip tetrarch of the region of Iturea and trachonitis and lysanias was tetrarch of abilene during the high priesthood of annas and caiaphas the word of god came to john the son of zechariah in the desert,
0: John went throughout the whole region of the Jordan, proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. As it is written in the book of the words of the prophet Isaiah, a voice of one crying out in the desert, Prepare the way of the Lord, make straight his paths. Every valley shall be filled, and every mountain and hill shall be made low. The winding roads shall be made straight, and the rough ways made smooth, and all flesh shall see the salvation of God.
1: Very good. You read it very well. Thank you. You should have had two voices, one for the narrative part and one for the quote from Isaiah.
0: You know, when I read, when I do bedtime stories at home in voices, usually I get requests to stop doing it. So my voice. Does that come from Claire or from the girls? From from the oldest, uh, Audrey. She doesn't like the voices. She doesn't like voices. And I think I do some pretty good voices personally, but that's another story for another day. That's another story. We're going to have
1: another, a long another day, think, yeah. <laughs> one of these days. Okay. The part that I read. On one hand it's very important because it gives the actual physical, geographical, historical setting. Sure. In other words, it's saying this is not a, a fairy tale once upon a time. Right. It's really just the opposite. It's not once upon a time. It's at a very specific time.
0: Right. It would be as if we were to take modern day geographical locations yeah. and those that are in
1: when so and so's governor of Ohio and when so you know, who's been reigning uh in whatever countries throughout the world. Right. Know, uh, and it's sort of like you can pinpoint it. So we, and of course, both Pontius Pilate and Herod uh, are names that keep coming up in, sure. the, in the scriptures. Okay. Uh, so this is what's happening. It's during all this time that these people are running the show. Remember that old saying that says, uh, you know, History is written by the, the victors. Yeah, It's really often written by the powers. It's about the people in charge.
0: Those that have the power to tell the narrative. Exactly. Yeah. And nowadays there's a
1: lot of work being done, both with oral, oral histories and very, very well documented uh, individual historians mm-hmm. are trying to say, what's the history of the real people during this time? Sure. So just to say that... That Tiberius Caesar was in already in his fifteenth year of his reign. Okay, that tells everybody what when we're zeroing in on. Yeah. But it doesn't say what's really going on in the world. Sure. Because he was not the world, even if perhaps he thought he was. And then we it even gets to the so it gets the power of the Roman Empire, and then of course the governor. You've got to remember at this time, when Jesus was living, Galilee was the north. And so they had.
0: Herod mm-hmm. as the Tetrarch. What's a Tetrarch? Ken kind of the guy in charge. Oh, okay. Uh, I, I think it's a cool name. It is. I'm gonna start calling you Tetrarch.
1: I'm not okay. No. <laughs> That's better than governor. But Pilate <laughs> was governor of of Judea. Yeah. So those were the two parts uh, Jesus lived in Galilee, the north. Formerly, the north had been called Israel, mm-hmm. and Judea, the south where Jerusalem is, had been called Judah. Okay. So those two names have changed, but the same thing. There were like two parts. Now, at the time of Jesus, in between, there was uh, Samaria. Okay. The, you've heard of the Samaritan woman at sure, the well? Sure, Okay. So this place is, a, but it's all the actual civil... Legis-, legis legislation, the ones who are running the show, mm-hmm. but then it starts to add who the high priests were, and Annas and Caiaphas.
0: Caiaphas. My grandma, my grandma used to make Annas cookies. Oh, actually, I love that too. But these are not the same. You you are distracting me <laughs> to know end. I'm sorry. Get get behind me, Satan. I
1: apologize. Okay. By the way. Are you going to bring some, and it tastes like licorice, doesn't it?
0: it? I, I love Anna's cookies. See, I, 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 you did win me over. I did win you over. Uh, I do really like them a lot. I have to find a way to make them uh, plant-based and gluten-free this year, which will be challenging. If you succeed, let me know. I will. Just between you
1: and me and everybody else. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Cai- Caiaphas was the actual high priest. Yeah. His father-in-law was Anna's and Anna's was the former high priest, but Anna's was still the power Annus ran the show. Okay. So those two names also come up during the patient account. So that was the the setting. Those were the powers, mm-hmm. both the state and the church.
0: Well, you know, I think it's interesting that we see this in the gospel because a lot of people, you know, the critics of Christianity will say, you know, there's no historical evidence. There's no proof that this ever happened. But then you look through scriptures and you see, again, they're not just saying once upon a time they're giving us concrete historical details of when this was taking place uh i find it i I would love to be at a debate sometime between you know an atheist and a scripture scholar that they could kind of debate back and forth i think that'd be very interesting to to watch yeah there's there's a
1: lot of evidence of different kinds Mm -hmm. that go all the way back to the first century so it's at this point where john the baptist shows up again he's already an adult Mm-hmm. So he is a wild man. He's out in the desert. You know, he is kind of uncivilized. He yeah. He's the one who just goes off, communes with God, and follows the power of the Spirit. A very free spirit. Isn't he,
0: he the one that was eating locusts? And wild honey. Yeah. Good job, John.
1: As opposed to domestic honey. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and trained locusts. Yeah.
1: By the way, they usually refer to the locust not just as the grasshopper-type bug, although... Yeah. That would have a lot of protein. Would Mm -hmm. that fit your diet?
0: Uh, No, it would not because it's
1: still uh, animal. Okay, some people say that he did not eat that so much as from the locust tree, the fruit of the locust tree. Could you eat that? I could eat that. Okay, I'm going to bring in a locust for you.
0: Why don't you take a little branch from it and put it in some water and see if you can get it to grow. And
1: change your name to Barbara.
0: And there we just came full circle. We we should stop now. Yeah. All right, so back to John.
1: And caffeine makes the heart grow fonder. Okay, <laughs> so so we go back to John, and he shows up, and he's basically an iconoclast. Oh, what and you're going to ask iconoclast, gazoon type? No, iconic You know what an icon is? Yes. Okay, the iconoclast is the one who who casts aside the icons, and I don't mean literally the. The, the, the paintings and the pictures of but, the saints, the, of the saints, but go back farther. It's the iconoclast is the one who breaks the mold. The one who does not conform the one who says, oh. let's do away with stuff that no longer fits. Got it. And iconoclasts of every generation are pretty unpopular. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they deserve to be unpopular. So not all I- Not all iconoclasts are good. Some are.
0: Is there a T? Can you spell the word? I don't mean to put you on the spot. The
1: word icon, I-C-O-N, iconoclast. Oh, there's a T. Yeah, C-L-A-S-T. I don't know if it's an O in between or an A in between. Iconoclast. Okay.
0: I I wasn't sure if I was hearing a T. Okay. Sorry. T for two. All right. So, uh,
1: So he's a voice of one crying out in the desert. Now, would you be honest would you listen to a voice of one crying out in the desert
0: no first of all you wouldn't find me in a desert because i don't like warm temperatures so that would be hard for me (laughs) just being (laughs) but now
1: remember the desert's there i i personally prefer the translation the wasteland because when we think of desert we think of maybe the sahara desert right with all the the sand you know the the mummy movies and all that stuff right but this is more the wasteland it's barren it's kind of rocky it, it would probably be a little bit more like maybe the the sonora desert of the southern part of uh, arizona so with, where it, there, there is vegetation there's wildlife sure but it's kind of desolate and kind of bleak mm-hmm. now in jesus time i was in the desert once in uh, judah and it was just rocky and kind of wasteland. It was December. Mm-hmm. But they said in the spring, it was quite beautiful because if the spring rains came, it blossomed. So there would be some vegetation and it would turn turn into flowers. No
0: Christmas cactus? Cacti. Cac- well, I was talking about one. Okay. No, just <laughs> cr- Christmas scythia. The Christmas cactus was the voice of one crying out in the <laughs> well, desert. Yeah. Uh, all right. So the voice of one crying out in the desert. And now people are going to know these words. Right. Because they're going to know Isaiah.
1: What are you peop- talking about the people who hear the gospel read at mass this morning?
0: No, I'm talking about the people that are hearing um, John.
1: Oh, yeah. John would. Well, it, it's he. John doesn't say this.
0: It says John went throughout the whole region of the Jordan proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. As
1: it, Luke is saying this, oh, he, Luke was he, saying he is saying it's a voice of one crying out in the desert. So he's saying
0: he is the one.
1: John is doing what Isaiah had said would be done. Got it. A voice crying out in the desert. Prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight his paths. Now, here's an interesting thing. Make straight a path. Do you think this was a quiz this morning at Bible study? Yeah. Would Jesus be able to come to Toledo, Ohio?
0: Now? Right now. Yes. Yes. He's Jesus. He can go anywhere he wants okay, to. Okay,
1: but John the Baptist
0: has to run ahead
1: and fill in all the potholes before he gets there.
0: Well, <laughs> because our roads are terrible?
1: Oh, yeah. Have you driven recently?
0: I only come from Waterville to Perrysburg. Okay. Over yeah. a very old bridge. Well,
1: the thing is, if we have potholes that we complain about in Toledo yeah. and sometimes elsewhere, right, that's the way it used to be everywhere. Right. They did not pave the roads. And so there would be holes, and so they, if a dignitary was coming, somebody would have to run ahead and fill all the holes. We were in Guatemala one time on our way to San Lucas Mm Toliman, and there had been rainstorms that had washed out the the road that we drove on, and there was this Guatemalan kid out there with his rake, and there was some gravel. And he would rake the gravel into the hole to fill it up before we drove by, and then each uh, driver would have to stop and give him a couple of quetzales or centivos. Really, and then drive on, and then the guy would rake it full. The kid would rake it full uh, of gravel again before the next driver. He was making money by preparing the way of the Lord, preparing the road for the passersby.
0: You know, if you think about, I, I've thought about this before. The infrastructure system in the United States—it's it, absolutely crazy. We take it for granted, but that I can drive out of my garage. And there is a road that connects my garage to pretty much anywhere I want to go.
1: And, and you even have to go to the other side of the river into a different county.
0: But <laughs> I do. I it's a, it's a long journey every day, but I make it. But, That's why you pack a lunch. But if I wanted to drive all the way to San Francisco, there is a road that will connect from my garage that will connect me to the city of San Francisco. It's well, pretty incredible if you it, think about it. It it really is. Yeah.
1: And they didn't always have that and a lot of countries still don't have that. Yeah. So you have to have the runners to prepare. So prepare the way of the Lord. And of course, we're not talking about literally filling potholes. We're talking about how do we prepare our lives? How do we mm-hmm. fill in the holes? How do we uh, make some sense out of things so there is so the Lord has room to come, you know, wouldn't be careful. Crazy we get to December uh twenty fourth, mm-hmm. Christmas Eve, and we have to stop and say, sorry we can't have mass because the Lord didn't make it this year.
0: Yeah. That would be very sad. Yeah. You know, a great place to f- help fill in the holes or at least examine what the holes are is our Advent Reconciliation Service next week. Which is very soon. That's a week from tonight. It's- T- Tuesday the
1: eleventh of December. At seven o'clock. Yes. All right, well, I hear the music.
0: You know what that means.
1: That, that means that we've come got to come back for with new material next week.
0: You know what they say, time flies when you're recording podcasts.
1: That's a very old saying. It goes back
0: to Isaiah. <laughs> Have a great week, everybody. Take care.